Praise the Lord, and welcome to I Have Podcast and another session of I Have a Testimony. I am your host, Reverend Mario A. Najera. To all those that are listening in for the first time and for all those that are returning back, thank you for joining in. I am honored to have with me today First Lady Sister Janae Casada of Harvest Church, of the Harvest Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. We are here today to testify of the goodness and the mercies of God. And no matter where you find yourself in your life's journey, that Jesus loves you, Jesus still saves, and that is still doing works within his people. So listen as we hear what God has done in the life of my guest today. Praise the Lord, Sister Janae. Thank you so much for uh, being here with me, uh, here with me today uh, on I Have Podcast. And um, I really want to appreciate your time and um and uh, and I pray that, you know, we learn something here today together with our listeners. Amen, Brother Ryan. Thank you. It's uh, it's great to be here to be able to just talk today. And I thank you for the opportunity and just be able to share, uh, you know, part of the part of my testimony and what the Lord has, has done and what I know that he can do in, in the lives of many others as well. So thank you so much. It's great to be here. Oh, my pleasure, sister. My pleasure. Um, as always, for these podcasts and this conversation, my prayer is that our conversation today uh, and that the words that we speak will inject faith in the hearts and the minds that are those that are listening in Jesus' name. Um, and, and like I mentioned, uh, you know, I'm excited to learn with my listeners, um, you know, of uh, a little bit of where God has brought you from, Sister Janae, and um, especially to get to know uh, you know, a sister in Christ out there in Las Vegas, Nevada, you know, and, uh, and there were your, uh, in your ministry with, um, with your husband. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to start off with this question for you, sister. And that is, uh, where would you say you found yourself in your life before your personal experience with church or even before your personal relationship with Christ? What was, what was that like for you, sister? So um, I I grew up in church my entire life, and so I don't know any other any other life uh, I would say you know without God. Um, I grew up in an apostolic home. Um, my father was a, a minister, an assistant pastor. My both of my grandfathers were actually uh, pastors as well, and bishops. And uh, I mean, my family has a long history in the church, and so it was it's part of our DNA, if you will, if you will. Um, but it, uh, first and foremost, it's, it's part of our, who we are as a family and who we are as individuals. And, um, my parents always taught us, you know, to have a personal relationship with Christ and, and not to seek, uh, religion, not to seek, um, mm -hmm. religiosity, but rather seek a relationship. And so, uh, you know, growing up in, in a godly home, um, we congregated at the church of Mecca. Uh, so Mecca Apostolic Church is where we congregated for almost 20 years, I want to say. Um, and that's where my father served as a pastor and uh, where we were raised, where we where we were baptized, where my entire family, you know, served as well. And uh, so for those of you who know Mecca, you know how small the town it is. <laughs> uh, and we actually lived in Oasis, which is a neighboring town of Mecca which is so small, like it's not even, it doesn't even have its own postal code. Like it's that wow. small. <laughs> it's a, uh, you know, it's an agricultural town. Um, I honestly, I never grew up with neighbors. Like we, we had, uh, or we, the closest person we lived next to was probably like about a mile or two miles away. And I actually like, I'll admit, like I never had a neighbor until I went to college. 
Um, so like that's the town that we grew up in, but my parents, you know, they, they intentionally raised us there, um, because my father grew up in the Coachella Valley and he, he always taught us and believed that, you know, you can go study, you can go, you you can get educated, but you're, you do it to give back. You do it to give back to the community. You give, and most of all, you do it to give back to the church and, and, and to God. Mm -hmm. And so he, he, he took his family back to where he was raised. Um, and he built, uh, he and my mother, they built, uh, built a home for us out there in Oasis and, and, and raised us there. And so, you know, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, if you want to say, you know, surrounded by, uh, mountains and dirt and coyotes and, and yeah. chickens and what, you know, however, um, you want to imagine it, but that, you know, that was my childhood and, and it was a beautiful, amazing childhood. Um, you know, especially having the blessing of living in a godly home. But mm-hmm. again, that I, I appreciate that your question asks, but where was the time where God became uh, real to you? Like when you actually develop yeah. the personal relationship with Christ, which I think is so different from from the point where you actually started going to church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so my personal relationship with God and being introduced as a child, I, you know, I, I was able to hear the word of God, um, but it didn't become personal until until I was older and, and until I actually experienced um, God personally and, and directly in my life. And I always go back to the first, my first encounter of a miracle in my life. And, and it's something I will never forget because I suffered um, from asthma as a child and, and mm. living in the desert, li- surrounded by dirt, you know, I would have a lot of asthma attacks. And, um, and I remember, um, one time being at church where there was a special preacher, you know, there was a, it was a revival and it was a healing service. And, um, the, the preacher asked, you know, if anybody suffered from, from respiratory issues, um, Mm -hmm. if anybody suffered from asthma, if anybody, you know, wanted to, to, to receive healing, to, to stand up and, and be prayed over. And, you know, I was, I was about 12 at that time and I was extremely afraid to get up. I didn't, you know, I didn't really, uh, really want to, um, not that I didn't want to, but I was more afraid to do so. Um, mm. and so my mother standing, you know, sitting next to me, she, she stood up first and she, she encouraged me to stand, to stand up and, and receive my, my miracle. And, and I mean, to me, that kind of, that um, resembles the the impact that she's made in my in my faith and and life and in in being the example first mm-hmm. of of taking that leap of faith and 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 having that faith that God can do it if we simply do our part. And mm-hmm. so I you know at that moment I stood up with my mother and we both were prayed over and in that moment is where I received my healing and and wow. uh, the Lord freed me from asthma and you know I just felt that that warmth, that, 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 um, burning feeling in my chest. And, and at that moment I knew that the Lord had opened my lungs and, and I no longer would, would suffer from that. And so that, at that moment, God became real to me. You know, he no longer was just who my parents told me about. He wasn't just what I had heard in Sunday school. He became real. And so that was the, you know, that was the beginning of, of my personal walk with the Lord and, and the relationship with him and just beginning of understanding you know, what he was capable of doing. And, um, but I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't get baptized until I was 16. Um, you know, being, uh, being a little rebellious going through different things in my, in my teenage years. Um, but at, you know, that was that moment that I, that I deeply remember, um, had a personal impact and, and, and connection and encounter with the Lord that, that would forever shape, shape my relationship with him. Uh-oh. 
How awesome. You know, it, it, you were sharing that, sister, and it automatically brought my wife to mind because she was also asthmatic as a child. Mm. And she lived in Chicago. And they thought the opposite. They're like, maybe the cold, because every other week she was in the hospital, or you know, maybe every other day. She shared this with with uh, on, on my on one of my earlier podcasts, but I, I can't remember how often or recall how often she would be visited uh, visiting the hospital because of her asthma, and it was so severe that uh, her parents even thought, you know what, maybe we got to get her into a drier climate. So they sent her with family in Mexico, and she had an experience there where, you know, it. It, it did not work out for her. So mm-hmm. she was back in Chicago with her parents. And uh, I believe they were living here in Tucson. Then they moved here to Tucson. And she had an experience where she said, you know what? I'm just tired of doing this. You know, mm-hmm. I, we always hear about this God that we serve. And she goes, you know what, God, if you want to heal me, heal me. If you're going to take me away, just take me away. So she locked herself in her parents' room. And her parents were trying to get in to take, make her wow. take her and heal her. And uh, she said, as soon as she just felt, she felt like, she couldn't breathe. She was laying there. I, and I'm probably missing a lot, you know, of mm-hmm. how, what the testimony is. But the fact of the matter is, like, when she, after she prayed that, you know, she got up and she was able to breathe, wow. you know, just by saying, Lord, you know, take me or, you know, or heal me from this. And she goes, you know, I'm thinking back on it. Maybe I could have said something different. <laughs> but, that's, <laughs> but that's just where the level she was at, you know, of, mm-hmm. of dealing with this situation in her life. And, and you know what that 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 asthma, you know, and how much it affected her. So, um, you know, it, it brought that to memory and and how God, you know, God can just heal. You know, God can definitely mm-hmm. heal. And not not even not just then, but even now. Um, you know, and that's an awesome experience to have, you know, definitely. Um, so you mentioned you, you were 12 when this took place. Uh, you got baptized when you were 16. Um, it sounds like your life was always surrounded by people in service. You know, was that something that you kind of considered or, you know, about maybe in service or, or being in ministry? Or was it something that, I don't know, I see what goes on around all that, you know, because you get to see behind, you know, closed doors what happens or or what was that experience like for you when you were called to serve, sister, in the capacity you do? Um, so I, I guess the calling was a process, a process for me. I think growing mm-hmm. growing up in the church, I I guess my character has always been trying to fight um, what I knew was good for me, you know, to mm-hmm. to uh, to fight what the Lord was trying to call me call me for, mm-hmm. and to and to kind of you know when that. And I mentioned, you know, before before I got baptized and having like that that kind of uh, went through a little rebellion in the sense mm-hmm. of of pushing back on on whatever my family did because mm-hmm. I knew family was in ministry. I knew my family, you know, they were um, they they were devoted. You know, they 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 lived a certain way, and it was in that moment of you know rebellion is to do the opposite is to do yeah. what you know what what um, the opposite of what others are, and so. Um, you know, that I went through that experience of, of not wanting to do it just because they were doing it. Mm. And, and so, uh, you know, thank the Lord, the, the, the Lord freed me from that. And, and I believe, or I know it was because, you know, during that stage, um, my parents, you know, in arguing with them and, in in, in, in pushing back in many ways of, of, you know, even wanting to get involved in church and, and wanting to, to, to be at church and wanting to do, to do the things of God, what God, you know, the calling that God had over my life. Um, you know, my parents got to the point where I was like, you know what, we, you, 
it doesn't matter what we say anymore um, because we can continue to say it or we can allow God to, to, to do it. They, um, they would have us get together every week and, at a, you know, in a family altar. And in that family altar, they would, you know, have us kneel and pray together and, you know, me not wanting to fighting it and pushing back, you know, not wanting to be there, but knowing that, you know, it was a family, he needed to do this. And so mm-hmm. my, my parents, you know, persisted and they, you know, they persisted in that we were all going to do this together. We are all going to pray together. And not only, not only are, are, are like, am I as a parent going to pray for you, but you know, you're going to begin to pray so that you have that personal communication with God. And so mm-hmm. each of us, you know, we're, we're pushed to, to pray and pushed to, to develop that relationship with, with the Lord. You know, at first it was, it was forcefully, but you know, then it became voluntary and, and, you know, in that, in that experience, that that um, entire year we did that, um, the Lord was working through me and the Lord was working, working with me and my siblings. And so three of us weren't baptized, but by the end of that year, all three of us got baptized. And so, wow. you know, the Lord just really worked in my heart and began to shift it and, and make it more accepting of mm-hmm. what of what his will was for my life. And so you know, even getting baptized, that was the first step for me. But this call to ministry that seeing it and growing up around it, um, I always felt that it wasn't for me, that mm. that was for them and not that's not for me. Like my future is different. Um, but again, I was trying to push back on what on what God did through them and what he was mm-hmm. going to do through me. It was just kind of like this, this, um, rejecting it and and looking back of why I rejected it why I pushed back so hard it all comes down to just being afraid you know being afraid and and feeling as though uh, I wasn't capable of being used Mm. in a certain way Um, you know having those insecurities and letting them convince me that that um, that God didn't have great plans for me Um, and and so I you know those are things that I had to conquer and and it took a while because I, you know, all after I got baptized, um, up until even, you know, some in, during my undergraduate degree, I, you know, those are still feelings of like, well, I've accepted that mm, I'm going to accept the minimum ministry <laughs> that I possibly can. And at the time I was working in the back, you know, doing the media, using, you know, doing the computer, putting the lyrics up on the street, on the screen. And honestly, like, I remember telling myself, like, if I stay here forever, I am okay with that. Um, if if I, you know, if I only come to church on a Sunday and sit in a bench, I'm okay with that. Mm. And and because it was this this rejection of ministry, and and you know, people would ask me like, you know, don't you want to teach? Don't you want to do this? Don't you want to do that? I said no, like never in my life am I going to be a teacher. Like my entire family were teachers, and you know, they worked in the in the um, school system as well. And, and, you know, at church, they were Sunday school teachers. And I always said, I'm never, ever going to be a teacher. And so it was just this, like, pushback of, like, no, I only want to accept the minimum of ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was, but it was this internal struggle, this internal struggle of those fears and those insecurities of not permitting my mind to even dream about those things and, and to even think about what God wanted to do. And so, again, this, the calling was a process for me. It took, it took many years um and i i would say the point or the, the place in my life where it where my eyes were open and my heart most importantly was open to the fact that god could use me more um was you know at a was at a junior camp because um 
the so who who's actually my husband now <laughs> was a was a really good friend of mine um and he you know he encouraged me to be a, a head counselor there at a junior camp and so there in that space you know at 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 one of those altar calls you know in in ministering to younger juniors um the lord really ministered to me and he said like you know you are called for something greater and you just have to stop being afraid and so mm-hmm. there my you know my heart was opened and and said you know what god wants more for me and so i like i need to stop getting in the way of that and mm-hmm. and so you know i praise god for for helping me realize that and for loving me so much to continue to call me like yes. even when i said no he kept going back and called me again and and so i'm just so appreciative of of any you know any ministerial opportunity and and how the lord has um, expanded my yeah. ways of ministry and and since that moment i've always told my you know told myself that i would never limit how god wants to use mm-hmm. it that i would never get in the way and that if god wants to call me to the unknown and to something that's not that's never been done before in something in a way that i've never witnessed god has used someone before mm-hmm. uh, then i would then i would be willing to do that and so you know that was the moment i said yes completely yes to the lord and and um from then you know i i still had a, a perception of what ministry would look like in my head um mm. you know i would be a minister's wife uh you know i would serve on the worship team you know it, it was just this 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 mentality of like i know exactly what my ministry is going to look like and it's going to pan out this way and mm. um but but i forgot i guess <laughs> um that i had said yes to anything and had said yes to 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 the unknown with the lord and mm. um it wasn't until um i was applying for my master's degree um in when was this 2011 yeah 2011 so <laughs> i you know i was applying for my master's degree and i was um going for speech uh, to be a speech pathologist and you know i had done my undergraduate degree in that and you know i i had ended out said i'm going to be a speech pathologist i'm going to use this in the church as well you know i'm going to serve yeah. the lord this way um and and like that's that's fine <laughs> um but uh but the lord you know opened opened the door for me to to me to you learn about a, a master of divinity program um actually at at um, harvard divinity school so i learned about this program and and i put it in the god's hands that you know this isn't really what i want how am i going to study master of divinity um there's really no use of it uh, especially for women within the church mm-hmm. what do i need a masters of divinity for um when you know there's really no practical understanding of of pursuing that degree in my mind and mm-hmm. and but i said okay god if you know if you want this to be then it will be uh but i'm still going to you know apply speech uh, to to be a speech pathologist and i applied to like six, six or seven schools um for speech pathology and i just applied to that one program for my master of divinity and um there the lord you know showed what he wanted to be done and one by one I got my rejection letters for speech pathology and and I got I got about seven of them back and I said well um okay what's my plan B what am I going to do here uh, uh and I always you know if I'm if if I can't get into these schools then how am I going to get into Harvard um and so there was that that struggle but the but the letter from Harvard came and and you know the lord permitted me to be accepted and mm-hmm. and not only that like he confirmed it with um with providing a full scholarship and wow. a, and a, an additional stipend to to pay for my expenses while I was there 
And so, you know, that, that was, that was all God. I know that was the Lord guiding me, directing me to just become more deeply devoted yeah. to the ministry that he wanted me, that he wanted me in. And so from there, you know, God kept opening doors educationally and um, also ministerially um, in, we were, my husband and I um, lived out in Boston for three years while I was studying. Um, we actually got married my first year of my master's program. And so, uh, you know, we out there, we served, we served the church, um, you know, in, in any capacity as a, as a Sunday school teacher, um, you know, my, um, and, and different capacities as well. We starting life groups out there as well. Um, but when it was time to go back, when it was time to graduate, you know, we decided to move back to California with our family and, and serve at my father-in-law's um, local church. And there, you know, we continued to train, continue to learn about, about, um, cell groups and the Jesus strategy. Um, but, and, and I had always said, I'm never going to, I'm going to pursue a doctorate. I'm never going to, you know, once I'm done with my master's, that's it. I'm done. And that's it. No more school for me. Mm. Um, and, uh, God, again, he, you know, he, he had different plans for me. And, um, in 2015, um, the, uh, the Christian education director from the assembly, gave, you know, called me up and said, you know, we would love to have you, um, you know, pursue the, a doctorate in ministry from, uh, from McCormick Theological Seminary. And, and, you know, I saw it as the Lord's will and said, you know what, even this is something I, that I said I would never do. I didn't want to pursue. Um, God is opening the doors and opening the way. And so I need to follow. And so in 2018, you know, I was able to receive my doctorate of ministry um, from McCormick and, and thank the Lord, you know, every educational opportunity, I believe, you know, it's just from the Lord, you know, to expand my understanding and to better serve his people, to better serve the church. And so, you know, I thank God for that. And from there, again, it's, it's been a process. It's been a process. And, and in 2016, December of 2016, the Lord called me and my husband to pastor the, the first church in Las Vegas. Um, wow. And pastorship was something, again, that if you would have asked me when I was 16, I would have said, you're crazy. There's absolutely <laughs> no way. You know, to me, a pastor's wife, absolutely not. <laughs> but but the Lord worked with me. The Lord dealt with me, and I and I praise God for Him having mercy over my life and for seeing, uh, seeing me through His eyes. You know, I'm forever grateful for that. And and that's my prayer to see others through His eyes as well, to see their potential in them. Um, because if you know, in God's hands, anything is anything is possible, and the yeah, opportunities are limitless. And and I just you know, He's really taught me that and really brought me brought me through that and and again my husband and I continue to say you know wherever the Lord calls us whatever the Lord asks of us that is what we're mm -hmm. going to do and we're not going to limit God we're not going to restrict God we're not going to say I'll only go if it looks this way or I'll only do it if mm -hmm. it's in this capacity I'll only do it if it's in this box that I've created um, yeah. and so we you know we we've always promised not to do that and so while it takes a lot of strength and a lot of takes you know sacrifice and it takes a lot of a lot of um boldness in many ways uh you know that's what we've committed to do that's what i personally have committed to, to to the lord is that i don't want to ever be bound by by fear in and and those insecurities that i once was and and instead i want to be filled with boldness um nice. and and that you know i actually uh, i'm always reminded of a scripture in ephesians ephesians 6 19 um that tells us that and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, 
that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Mm. And so, you know, that's that's just my prayer for ministry is is to to have that boldness to to speak boldly as I ought to. Um, mm. And that no matter what ministry might look like, that I just be willing to say yes. Yes. Sister Jimmy, well, doctor, right? You got your doctors, Dr. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's amazing. And and I'm I'm so glad you shared all of that because I mean we had, we we have an understanding. It's not about titles or positions, but right. the fact that the fact that you had this attitude about you know what it's going to be to further the kingdom of God and and you know I believe rightfully that's why God's all this is the attitude that I'm looking for and and God opened those doors you know in in those many instances you know to be able to to do that to be able to have you as an instrument as a tool in what you're doing. I recall having a conversation with my son. He's a freshman this year. He's 15. And he goes, dad, I want to play football because you played football, you know, or he just wanted when I was younger, but he just wanted to play anyways, uh, you know, football. And I told him, you know what, son, I, I did that. And uh, I remember I quit my sophomore year only because I started getting real serious about church. And someone had a conversation with me. Couldn't you be serious about church and still play football? I was like, not, not with my mentality, not with how my character or how I I'm driven or how I'm built kind of, you know, to think about mm-hmm. things. I, I can't give place. To, I can't give, uh, I can't have two things going on at one time. Either I'm focused on one entirely or I'm doing the other one entirely. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember I had this conversation with my son. I go, I'd rather have you learn an instrument. I'd rather have you learn a, a different language or just take opportunities to take advantage of what's going or offered to you right now in school. That way you can serve your community, just like you were mentioning, and not only your community, but also your church better, mm-hmm. you know, because we might need someone to play an instrument. We might need someone to, to interpret. Maybe you don't have to learn necessarily Spanish or whatever. You can learn a different language altogether. Um, and who knows, you know, God may use that for, for some purpose or some reason in the church. So, um, so yeah, definitely just dedicating that your youth or that time for the honor and glory of God. And, and, you know, and God will just open doors, you know, for you definitely to, to be able to serve in that capacity. And and I can definitely, you know, relate to when you were talking about, you know, you feeling not worthy to, to, to a calling, you know, or, you know, just like, no, I remember I, I was scheduled to preach at a sector service when I was in, uh, in, uh, Arizona district in uh, sector three here uh, in, in Arizona district. And and they asked me to preach and I was like, Oh my goodness. I was like, I don't, I, I don't want to preach. I appreciate this, you know, the opportunity. And I even talked to the pastor of the local church where we were holding the sector service. And I told him, pastor, I'd rather hear you preach. And he goes, come with me to my office. So I went into his office and he said, listen, brother, for there is a reason why they chose you, no matter what you feel it was. He goes, but understand that it's not about you. We're not here to see you. He goes, you're an instrument to be able to give the word. Mm-hmm. He goes, that's what we're here for. We're here for the word. And, and when he started explaining these things to me, I was like, oh, my goodness, you're right. It's not about me. You know, it's not about anything about my shortcomings or my, you know, how I'm not, a, I don't feel like I speak well or how I don't feel like I do is because if God chose me for that time or for a purpose or for a reason, he's also going to equip me. So he knows my character. He knows my attitude. He knows my limitation. He knows all those things, but yet he's going to use it somehow to glorify his, his church, to glorify his kingdom, to grow his mm-hmm. kingdom. 
So, um, you know, I find that very interesting. And I pray that anyone that's listening, especially that's young and, and wants to get into ministry, you know, it's not so much about what you can't do or, or, or what you're not so much, um, you know, excelling in, but that if God has given you a calling or, you know, calling, that he's also going to equip you to do what he needs you to do for sure. Amen. Exactly. Oh. And it's in those moments where we, I mean, where we, despite feel that we aren't capable enough, uh, mm-hmm. is where we actually learn to trust that God is. Yeah. And that we trust more of what's inside us than, than, than ourselves. Yes. And, you know, that's, that's the beauty of, of the Lord. And that's the beauty of, you know, serving in ministry, you know, with that men, you know, with that reminder that, you know, we, we aren't enough and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not good enough. You know, I, I mm-hmm. don't have it all. And that's, that's okay. That's, that's not the point. The yes. point is that God wants, like you said, God wants to shine through. Yes. God wants to, 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 you know, his power to be made known. And, and so that's why he constantly, you know, calls us out of our comfort and calls mm-hmm. us out into these opportunities and these places that we aren't familiar with or these yes. things that we've never done before. And I've all, you know, the things that I, you know, I've gone through in life is like, really, God, you really want me to do that? Like, I've never done that before. How am I, how, how am I supposed to do that? Yeah. And God is just saying, it's because I'm going to be with you. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm with you. Uh, like scripture always reminds us that the Lord is with us. Right. Yes. Um, yes. And, and, but that understanding that our call is not into something familiar. Our call isn't into something mm-hmm. comfortable. Uh, and if we look at how God called people with throughout the Bible, you know, he always called them into something different than what they were doing. He always called them into something different than what they what they had, you know, had known their entire life. And he does that because it is in our moments of discomfort where we actually step into faith. Yes. And God tells us that it's impossible to please him without faith. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, without... you know, yeah. So we, we can't fear the, the uncomfortable, you know, we can't, we can't, we can't stop ourselves or say no because it's not convenient or because we, you know, we, it wasn't exactly like we, we thought it was going to be. Um, you know, saying yes to to everything or, you know, saying saying yes to the will of God is is going to require us to be uncomfortable. And it's because it, mm-hmm. it's, it's asking us to have faith. Yeah, no, that's true. I, you know, you think about the Old Testament, like Abraham before he became Abraham. But, Abraham, you know, there was the Lord was always calling people out to go to a different, you know, go to a different city. You know, like you're saying, out of the comfort zone, you know, leave your leave your mother and your father, you know, come out of this town or go out of this place and you're going to go to somewhere else different. You know, so, you're, yeah, exactly right. It's just uh, but yeah, it's just amazing. Uh, but at the same time, that human nature in us you know, <laughs> can sometimes win. Uh, but obviously, you know, God, God will definitely get our attention and be like, hey, remember, you know, I'm the one that I'm the one that placed that calling in your life for sure. Um, and kind of. Uh, piggybacking off of that a little bit, sister, you know, that human nature for us, was there ever a time though, that maybe, um, you know, you're in your course of studies or in ministry or, or there where you're at, or even now, was there ever a time that you felt like, you know what, um, there was a distant or a doubt about what you were doing necessarily during that time or your, or in, or in that season? Um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been, different seasons and every season comes with different challenges and different lessons. And, and so, you know, the Lord has definitely dealt with me and taught me many, many different things since, since I've 
since I'd given my life to him. Um, mm. But, you know, I would say probably the, the two most profound um, lessons and, and seasons in my life that he, you know, definitely, um, you know, showed me and taught me, taught me different things um, was a season while I was studying um, at, uh, when I was doing my master's at Harvard, um, you know, there was this, uh, this feeling of needing to do everything, you know, perfectly, um, mm. and to have control over everything and to, again, to, to determine what God was going to do with me and, and, and determine what the future was going to hold and to have that control, um, and to feel as though that, um, that success uh looked a certain way and was mm. based off of titles and, and based off of um pursuit of of certain things and so you know in that in that moment in my studies literally really dealt with me um and I went through a, a very long season of uh of anxiety and it was a very uh difficult um difficult season um because it was the first time I experienced anxiety and the first time I experienced you know, this feeling of of like death was death was upon me and I'm not sure if you've ever experienced anxiety but it, it it's very um very weighing on your on yourself physically very weighing on yourself you know mentally um but you know I had many visits to the hospital you know and thinking that that death, that death was upon me and that there was just like this feeling of of doom and mm. and losing uh hope for for something good that was going to, that was going to come for the future. And so anxiety will cause you to lose, lose that hope. And, and, and it replaces hope with fear and fear mm -hmm. that, and or hope in that something bad is going to happen versus something good. And mm -hmm. so, you know, going through that season and learning that God is in control and that, you know, his, his word um, gives us the promises and gives us the hope that we actually need. And there's mm -hmm. nothing else that we can rely on. There's nothing else that we can stand on. Uh, other than his word and if we do uh then it can quickly crumble and there's there's and that's when that those fears enter and those when those fears take over our lives and so um you know going through that going through that season was was difficult but i think the lord you know that his of his reminder and and his his strength and his uh liberty you know you know being able to free us of of those fears and tell mm -hmm. us that that um that he hasn't given us a spirit of fear but of power mm -hmm of love and of a sound mind of yeah. a peace of mind and so you know to be able to conquer to be able to conquer that with his help um and to get through that just gave me a stronger foundation stronger mm -hmm. foundation to continue walking forward and to walk to walk forward um stronger than before you know not on a on a weak foundation but one on founded and grounded on on the word of god and only the yeah. word uh the word of god um and so you know that was that was throughout my my master's um and then, um, you know, most recently, again, through, you know, the Lord takes you through different things in ministry, takes, takes, takes you through different lessons in ministry. There's mm -hmm. just lots of, <laughs> lots of things that I can, that I can think of, but, um, the, the most recent probably was this last, um, this last year in 2020, I think we all went through a difficult year and we all learned different things and we all, um, you know, life was, was changed as we all knew it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but, but. Uh, my family and I personally went through, went through a really difficult time uh, in that we, you know, we lost a lot of family members mm. and 
um, beginning with my husband's family, you know, his grandfather passed away in July, um, or end of June, July, around July around there, uh, from COVID. Um, and then, uh, and then in September, my entire family and I, we all got sick with COVID and, um, my, my father actually passed away in October, uh, from, from COVID. And, and then my husband's uncle passed away a couple months later after that. Um, you know, so COVID, you know, directly, you know, it hit home personally, not only, not only as, as leaders in the church, not only, you know, pastorally or, or in leadership, but, you know, personally at home and, and, you know, it was this great, uh, feeling not distant from God. Cause I will mm. say I have never felt closer to God. I've never mm. felt the Lord's presence in my life, uh, stronger than I have through this season. Um, but question not questions but it needing to understand um learning uh that that our worship and our our service to god does not change depending on how he answered our prayer Mm. and that so a lot of times we say well god i'll serve you if you answer me this way you're like god i'm asking you for this response and God doesn't always give you that response. God doesn't give you, you know, doesn't bring uh, healing in a way that you want it to to come. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because God knows we would have preferred my father to walk out of the hospital, um, yeah. but God decided otherwise. And so it's trusting in His answer and in His will, even yeah. when the answer isn't what you hoped it would be. But being able to live for Him, worship Him, and serve Him despite that because what you trust in what you what you live for is the lord's will above your own Hmm. so that's that's, you know that's the greatest lesson but you know i praise god because being feeling distant from god i you know i i I can say i haven't felt distant from the lord if anything you know i i grew up i was raised and i was taught to to use every challenge every situation every season to to draw you closer to Mm. god rather than drag you farther yeah and so it you know learning that grab grabbing on to that it is you're able to see the the positive in the in the situation you're able to see well what is god trying to teach me through this what yes. am i supposed to leave with and how am i supposed to make how am i supposed to make um you know purpose out of this mm. pain mm, that's good yes okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna borrow that from you sister purpose from the pain yes wow yeah i mean what what a season you know the church is going through it and and individuals in this world you know with this whole season of covid and uh, yeah and and more than ever before like i I like that i like it sister what you were sharing you know it just drove you to, to get closer you know to god you know and then the presence of god and um yeah when 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 you're convinced uh, you know, as difficult as it is and the challenges are, you know, but when you're convinced above all, you know, in, in what God has promised and what God promises in his word, I mean, I, there, there's times that that's the only reason I can get up in the morning. That's the only reason I can mm-hmm. still smile or have a, you know, have a good attitude about anything. It's like, it, it's so crazy out in the world. But um, if I focus on that too much, or if I, I, I think about that too much, or whatever situation is going on, it's not that it's not there, but if I just hold on to the promises of God and, and you know, come what may come, um, still just believing that, you know, God, yeah, God is for me and God is with me, 
um, and, and just being convinced, you know, it, it allows us, it allows me, you know, to kind of keep pushing forward and, and yeah, definitely. Amen. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Wow, sister. Um, wow. And I'm so sorry to hear about all the losses, you know, that, that you and your Thank family you. experience. Wow. Uh, well, um, sister, if, if in your journey so far, you know, it, again, there's, we talked about seasons, there's a lot of seasons that go on and a lot of, um, a lot of crossroads that you can, you know, find yourself at, but, but um, where would you say, sister, uh, who would you say, sister, that, that was maybe, you know, influential or the most influential and impactful persons in, in your faith journey so far? Who were some of those people be, sister? Yeah, uh, you know that there's a couple. I, I have to mention a few, um, <laughs> but uh, you, you know, pri- primarily, I, you know, I'd say my parents are a big, a big influence over my, over my, my journey, my faith. Um, like I mentioned, as as examples of, mm-hmm. of what it means to serve God, serve the church, um, and to you know to pursue an education, to pursue profession, um, but use it, use it to serve the Lord. You know, being that primary example, um, and then uh, um, I mean, I'd also have to say my, you know, my in-laws, my 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 husband and his family as well. You know, my my in-laws were actually my pastors growing up, and so they played a huge role as well in my development of faith and development of 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 ministry as well, in in using my gifts in, you know, to, you know, um, allowing the Lord to to use me as He wills. Um, and, and, and I will, you know, it might sound cheesy, but I will say, you know, my husband is a huge influence, a huge influence of my faith. And he has always, always encouraged me to step out in faith. You know, I see him as a great example of, of, a, of a man of faith and who uh, isn't afraid of what God wants to do. You know, he, he, it, he always says, you know, dream, it doesn't hurt to dream. Like yeah. the, what's the worst that could happen? God can actually do it. And so, you know, you know, taking the leaps of faith and I, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful that I get to serve with him and, and walk with him in life and to be able to experience uh, miraculous things because of, because of that faith. And, and yeah. he's always one that's never allowed me to, 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 you know, to step back into my comfort. Cause I will try sometimes they'll be like, no, 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 that's too uncomfortable. You know, but you know, in having that faith and having that push, you know, he's always encouraged me forward and always encouraged me to, to, to reach out and to, to do, to do what God wants. And so, you know, the, having that extra push is a, is a great blessing in my life. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not cheesy at all, sister. I, I, I love my wife. <laughs> to death. I mean, I, I, I always tell everybody she's my biggest fan. She's my biggest critic in a good way, you know, like, no, you shouldn't <laughs> yeah. have done that. No, you should have, or you should have said it this way or, you know, whatever. But I mean, she, cause she just, it's not an ex, in, in, in a essence of, of, you know, not, not like she nags me or corrects me, you know, it's just, she wants me to, she wants me to do well in everything that I do. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She wants to see the best, you know, for me. So yeah, she, you know, sometimes if I, after I preach or something, we're in the car and she's like, you know, that one, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. she goes, if you didn't look down and read, yeah. you know, but I appreciate that. You know, at, at first I'm all like, big, you, you know, you should go up there and see it. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm all like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You know? <laughs> so, yes. uh, but I mean, we need that for each other, right? Oh yeah. Yes. We, we and, and, 
I don't know if this will sound cheesy, Sister Janae, but I, I believe that her, I really believe that her weaknesses, I'm kind of stronger in, and my weaknesses, that's where her strengths lie. And it's so interesting. I always think of a, a hand coming together, you know. And, and, yeah, because it, it's so, it, it's just like that. I And I wouldn't, I wouldn't figure that those types, like opposites would attract that way. But it's so interesting how I'm kind of more like a homebody. She loves to be around people. And, and for being part of the ministry, you have to be around people. You know, you have to, you know, be around. And, and sh- But for me, I'm ready, like church is over, I'm ready to come home. And, you know, or if this is going on, like I could be there for five minutes and kind of like withdraw a little bit. But she's like, come on. Let's go. So, yeah, it's, it's total opposites, you know, total opposites. But at the same time, I, I learned definitely. and I grow a lot. Yeah, definitely from that. Oh, man. Yeah. So yes. it's yeah. good to. I, one good of my to- favorite, uh, one of my favorite books, you know. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. You're fine. Uh oh. You cut off. Sorry. Uh, is it no one of my favorite books? Uh, it, you know, it mentions that you know your spouse is your best resource in ministry. Mm. I'm like to use one another. Like you were brought together for a reason. That's to, no. to to be able to complement one another and to serve as resources. And like what you have, they don't. What they don't yeah. have, you know, you have. And the Lord made it that way. And yeah. so that's it's just you know part of part of uh, God's mercy and his love and his power that, that he shows, he shows us in that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. In, in character, in spirit, even physically, I'm like six one and she's, I'm not going to say, but she's a little bit on the spot, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just interesting. Every, every dynamic of art is just really interesting. But I, I tell, I tell her, hey, this is for, this is till death to his part. I mean, for real, or until the Lord comes because I, I, I don't know what I would do without you for, <laughs> Aww, yeah. for it's awesome. It's awesome. When, 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 when you give yourself to uh, everyone that's listening, when you give yourself to the Lord and, and you seek his will, especially with your helpmate or your, you know, the, the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. And, and, and I mean, it's such a blessing. Uh, the years go by and it doesn't even seem like it's been 10 years, you know, uh, 12 years or whatever it, it's such it's such a blessing it's just a blessing for sure yeah. mm-hmm. definitely um sister you you kind of mentioned a little bit about how um you know covid uh touched and affected your personal life um but how how has that affected you there um and and in, in, in your church uh and in your ministry there in vegas how, how has that been going for you guys so thank the Lord now, you know, we're able to meet in person and we're able to uh, to have cell groups again and, and kind of mm. get back into the rhythm of, of, of before, um, you know, but like I mentioned, COVID, COVID affected everybody, uh, regardless if it affected you personally or not, you know, affected the way that we do, we did church, it affected the way yeah. that we congregated, it affected the way that, uh, you know, for a lot of people, the way that their life uh their life was conducted in, in many ways. And, and, and so it was the same, you know, out here in Vegas where everything just stopped, everything got shut down. And, you know, we, there was a moment last year we were decided that either we kind of allow this to bring us down or we just push through it. Mm. And, you know, I believe that the Lord kind of sifted each of our, each of our faith and brought us to that decision as a church, uh, you know, intentionally, um, because, it, you know, it was a moment for us to decide, you know, I will, I will serve you no matter what, or I will allow circumstances to, to um, affect how I serve, 
you know, will will I allow the circumstances, you know, to change how whether or not the church continues forward, or will the church move forward regardless, you mm. know, and, and making that choice. And so, you know, I, I believe that as individuals, you know, we also had to make that choice personally. Um, you know, members of the church had to make that choice where whether we were going to, um, you know, take a leap of faith in this in this season, or if we were going to comply with with the way things were, the things mm. that were going on around us. And, and, you know, a lot of us as, as Christians, we had to uh, let go of what we once knew, you know, and, mm. and God did this, you know, God allowed this uh, for a reason. And, but we, you know, as Christians, we needed to realize that the church wouldn't be the same again, no. and things aren't going to be the same as they were before. And that's because they weren't supposed to be, they aren't supposed to be. Moving mm -hmm. forward, we should move forward differently as a church. Uh, church wasn't meant to rely so much on on our buildings, you know. As mm -hmm. a church, we weren't we weren't meant to rely so much on on our activities that we might put on that could be entertaining, you know. Mm -hmm. We I believe that the Lord called the church back to its root, which was evangelism and discipleship, and back to the homes, you know, back to reaching out um, and and evangelizing, you know, one on one or what doing whatever it takes just like the early church did. And so, you know, I think, I believe that you know, COVID brought everyone back to that. And so we, as a church here in Las Vegas, you know, we, we made that choice of, of pushing forward of, you know, stepping out in faith and in faith and, and moving forward, regardless being mm -hmm. focused. We need, we, you know, we, we decided to be focused on, on the mission of God and what God was, you know, has always called us to be doing and, and to be more determined to, to hold on to, to that mission and hope that is in Christ rather than anything else, whether it's done differently, whether it looks differently, whether it's, you know, at a different time than it was before, you know, we have to make adjustments as long as we have the mission, as long as we have, um, you know, the purpose of Christ at hand and, and as the focus, then the Lord will do the rest. So we took that, you know, we took that at heart and, you know, we, we um, had three services. At one point we had four services, we moved to three services. Um, and through it all, you know, the Lord, uh, you know, the Lord showed us that he was with us. The Lord showed us that, you know, even though you're going through this season, even though you're going through these challenges, uh, just keep pressing on and, you know, praise God through pressing forward and moving forward in, in faith, the Lord opened doors and allowed us to sell our current building, um, which, which no longer, um, uh, we could no longer be in. Um, so we sold our you know, old building and now we're in the process of purchasing a new one, which is double the size that we once had. And so the Lord can open that opportunity. You know, our congregation grew, you know, we multiplied, you know, there were, there were baptisms. So the Lord just continued to work. Wow. And so God, you know, God just showed us that circumstances aren't going to change what I want to do. Circ they mm -hmm. shouldn't, the, the church should move forward regardless. And, and, you know, we should fulfill his purpose uh, no matter what, what is going on. Yes. Sister Jenny, I, I think that I think that's going to be the theme. Um, you're the second person that that shared that with me, that thought about, um, you know, people are saying, I can't wait to get back to the way things were. And uh, I was speaking with a um, with a pastor friend of mine, and he said, brother, I think this all happened because I don't think we're meant to go back to the way things were supposed to be. Uh, you know, or we were doing right. things that that got yeah that got ordained this so we could see things different and and move differently about how we see church and and that he he we even talked about how it was even almost like the church was in a certain place and it was 
it, it needed to be moved and that God loved his church so much that he's like, you know what, I, I can't, I'm not going to fail my church. So, you know, that, that we can't see, okay, I can't wait yeah. till we get back to original, you know, or how things were, but God is saying, no, we got to move forward in a different yeah. direction or it move forward in a different manner now in a different way. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's amazing. And he even told me this, which he goes, you know, 20, uh, 2020, he goes, was a time, it was a time of vision. And when he told me that, I was kind of like, well, I don't understand what that means because, you know, all this stuff was going on. You know, we had to go to virtual and everything else. He goes, no, God was showing us, you know, so that we could see that things need to change. And I was like, well, that's true. It was, it was mm-hmm. a year of you know, it really was 2020. So mm-hmm. yeah, and then 2021 and moving forward to see things differently and and to go about um, ways differently, not not affecting the doctor, not changing the message, but the way that we're sharing it and the way that we're doing these things, you know, um, is is where the change is going to be for sure. And, oh my God. and you know the scripture that one of my, my favorite scriptures and ones that that I kept going back to, and uh, you know it it just confirms you know that what exactly what you were saying and exactly you know the fact that we need to move forward into what God, the new thing that god is doing hmm. and it's in isaiah 43 um and it says i'll, I'll read a couple of them because it, I, again it's just one of my favorite chapters um but it says but now thus says the lord who created you o jacob and he who formed you o israel fear not for i have redeemed you i have called you by your name you are mine and then he hmm. says when you pass through the waters i will be with you and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch mm-hmm. you. And then moving on to verse 16, it says, Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the mm-hmm. things of old. Because behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Wow. Like, so here we see the people of God being, you know, deciding whether they're going to continue forward or yeah. they're going to go back to what was, you know, that there were chariots, there was fire, you know, they, what was, what was there before? And a lot of the people in fear wanted to go back. They wanted to retreat. They wanted to say, no, you know, let me go back to what I know. Uh, mm-hmm. But here God is saying, I'm going to make a way. I make a way in the, you know, in the, in the water. I make a way in the fire. I make a way when things feel like they're, you know, they're consuming you. And, and it's because he's trying to do a new thing. But in order yeah. to, you know, to, to reach the new thing, we have to walk forward and we have to, we have to realize what God is doing. He says, will you not see it? Will you not see this new thing that I'm doing? And so I think that's what God is calling his church is, is into that new thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's It's got to be the theme, the, the new thing, the new season. Yes. In Jesus name. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so, yeah. So kind of talking about uh, the, along the lines of moving forward and, and, and you know, new things, what, what do you feel, sister, um, or what do you see as far as for your outlook in 20 and this year for, for your ministry and your church there for you in Vegas? Um, so it was just just con- continuing to move forward. You know, we're looking ahead to what God is going to do. You're in the process of 
of purchasing a new building. We're right now we're in a temporary building, um, but you know the focus of the church is still remaining the same, but only you know pressing forward in that in that mm-hmm. vision in that focus of of reaching the lost and 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 discipling others and and so you know the, that I believe that's what, that's what the Lord is calling calling us into 2021 into that new thing as a church and and just uh, recognizing what He's doing and trusting that uh that that will happen whatever god's ends are um you know they'll come into fruition uh if we trust in him and if we continue walking forward uh you know despite whatever's happening and and so you know the lord is calling us to 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 not give up you know he's calling us to to keep pushing forward to remain focused and to to be more determined than ever because his promise is still true and yeah. so, you know, for the church, for my ministry, it's it, it's the same in, in that it may it always be focused, focused on what's most important and, and what what is the, the call of the God, which is to yeah. to reach the lost and and to yeah. um, and to disciple others. So how, how that might look, you know, it might look different. It might yeah. you know, it might it might look like in ways that we we can't even realize right now. But as long as mm-hmm. our focus and our, our vision is is to fulfill that. I think the Lord will continue to bless his church and to bless, yes. bless, um, bless his people. Yes, definitely. Um, man. Yeah. Yes. I just, I have so many things running in my mind. It, this is all good, sister. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> everything you're sharing. It, it, it's just, it, it's just amazing um, to be able to, 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 not realize that things are going on different around us, but to, to kind of see it different, you know, not, so necessarily not just saying that we, we trust and we depend on God and then taking that and just realizing that, okay, it means things are going to change then. And then just keep holding on tight to that, that belief still, uh, you know, and it's going to bring about change. And to me, that's kind of the theme. And like I said, it's, it's just awesome. I don't know why it's just clicking with me right now, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or at this time, but it, it's just awesome. It, it's 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 exciting, you know. It's yeah. scary. It, it can be scary in a sense where, like you, we're you're not aware of of how the hows, you know. But but the fact that it, it's gonna happen, you know, it, it's it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And that's what's important. It doesn't, you know, how is not up to us. Yes, the how yeah. is not for us to figure out. You know, that's that's up to the Lord. But it's yeah. you know, it's up to us to just hold on to it and 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 walk in it in the regard. Yeah. Definitely. Well, sister, as far as for, um, you know, speaking kind of uh, from from your own memories or from your own experience as a Christian, um, if you could encourage someone today that is is either listening, you know, if that's listening, if they should continue or start their own relationship with Christ, what, what would you say to them, sister? Uh, you know, I would I would tell them that God is faithful. Mm. When all else fails, God never does. And to trust in that, to believe in that. And if you can do that, you know, your life will change forever. Mm. And so don't fear. We've been talking about this. Don't fear the unknown. Don't fear, you know, what, what you can't wrap your head around, you know, trust in the Lord and his, his, you know, his promises are faithful. His, his love is faithful. He has mercy and his, his goodness is faithful. Um, and even when difficult things occur in your life, that doesn't change who God is. You know, God mm. is still a good God. God is still a faithful mm. God. So because of that, you know, it's worth fighting for. It's worth mm. fighting to have a relationship with him. It's worth fighting 
you know, to get up every day and say this, I'm going to pick up my cross and I'm going to keep going. You know, yeah. it's worth that because God is, is a faithful um, and loving God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Amen. Faith, he's so faithful. I, yeah. Uh, well, sister, uh, I, I don't want to let you go uh, without um, asking you about this last thing. Um, one of the reasons I, I had an idea to reach out to you, uh, and I shared this with you, is because, you know, I saw uh, on social media on Facebook uh, something new um, that was uh, being introduced and, and promoted. And it was, if I don't say iGen, uh, the iGen ministry. And uh, it kind of had like a little presentation of, you know, who was in charge, uh, who was involved in the ministry. And, and that's how I, I kind of came across your name. I was like, oh, you know, it'd be nice to kind of reach out and 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 have her participate, uh, you know, Sister Janae, and and not only that, but also so she can share a little bit about this this ministry that's associated with the uh, the Dorcas um, Auxiliary, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you yeah. know, iGen is is brand new. It you knows it was launched uh, this year in about February, beginning of March, actually, um, and it's with the vision of you know, working with different generations to, to build a space that bridges them together, you mm. know, to, to cultivate uh, relationships between generations um, that, you know, develop an understanding of one another, that develops a compassion between one another, um, mm. and also to, to foster healing um, between different generations, as well as reconciliation. You know, mm-hmm. to to have this understanding of maybe there's been hurt, maybe there's resentfulness, maybe there is, you know, just lack of understanding of why certain generations do things, and mm-hmm. begin to you know grow together to to have a compassion for one another, uh, and and to actually begin to work together, and so you know um, having these intentional conversations. Um, you know, creating opportunities to actually worship together uh, and pray for one another and to learn together. And so just creating a space for that, that's the objective of this ministry, you know, is, is to be able to create this platform and, and a space of where, you know, different generations' voices are heard and that mm-hmm. we can see that we're not very different from each other than we think we are. Yeah. You know, while we might do certain things differently or prefer certain things differently at the end of the day you know we are all walking with god at the end of the day we we, you know we all have the same purpose and so you know it's just gaining that understanding and gaining this uh this this passion and responsibility of of needing to connect with one another so that you know that's the goal of igen and so pray for us it is a brand new a brand new ministry and you know we're working hard to be able to create this conversation because it's not really spoken about and so first to create an understanding and then we you know we pray to to create um conversations that will bring about uh healing and reconciliation between those generations so that gap that divide that miscommunication that occurs a lot of times between different generations may be may be healed and maybe maybe united Yes. What What are some of the avenues, Sister Jenny, that that um, or or some of the ways they're trying to uh, the the iGen ministry is trying to reach out? I, I know that I saw a, a service not too long ago um, that was um, uh, that was sponsored, I, I, I guess, from the iGen ministry, and 
Um, but what are some, are there like conferences coming up or, or what are kind of some of the, the vision or the goals to kind of out, to make this happen, you know, um, for conversations to be had? Definitely. So we did have that first, it was a first service kind of where we introduced, you know, the need for it. And uh, that was in, in April. It's on Facebook Live under our iGen page. So a lot of our communication will go through Facebook um, and also Instagram. And so you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. So AAIGen um, Connections. And there you'll find most of the information. Most of, you know, we'll have devotions. We'll also have um, you know, takeovers by different team members, different generations, you know, giving their voice on certain topics. Um, and then May 22nd, we're actually going to be having a panel discussion. So panel discussion with different women from different generations, where we'll be talking about, you know, how they found their purpose. We'll be talking about, um, you know, uh, if they had a mentor in church, you know, who influenced their lives and their walk um, and, and how they have influenced others as well. And so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be having that May 22nd on Facebook Live as well as YouTube. Um, so, you know, if you follow us, you'll get those announcements. And and then continuing forward, you know, during uh, the Dorcas National Conferences or a convention, we'll also have, a you know, a, a presence there in those in those events. Um, you know, Lord willing, in the future, we'll also, you know, take, uh, release some publications, release some some uh, material that will assist, uh, you know, just assist the church in in creating wow. these connections and to to create um, a church that is more approachable and more mm. current um, for multiple generations. So that you mm. know that's the goal, and, and we're working, um, you know, we're working on on all of those things. And so that you know, we pray, we we ask for your support, we ask for your encouragement, and and um, you know, just uh, to follow along with us in this journey. Definitely. Yes, we'll definitely be praying. Any type of new endeavor uh, definitely takes, you know, time to get started. And uh, hopefully the more that we can announce it and, and talk about it, the, the more people will know that it's a, it's a resource that's out, that's out there, you know, and, and take advantage of it for sure. Can you share with me one more time, sister, the, the Facebook and the uh, Instagram? Uh, how do we find that? Yes. So on Facebook Live, it is the AA Dorcas iGen. Mm -hmm. Or or AAI Gen, let me see. Um, and Instagram it's aadorcas.igen. So aadorcas.igen, and then it'll be the same on Facebook. It'll be a Facebook page, aadorcas.igen. Perfect, perfect. And, and what about um, locally there for your church and your services, sister? How could we, uh, you know, connect with um, what's going on there with you guys? Yes, so we are the Harvest Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. We have a couple ways to, to you know, to connect with us. We have an application, uh, which you can download on the App Store, which has a lot of our flyers. It has our, you know, our updates, um, and it also has, uh, you know, our website link as well. Um, if you go on Instagram, you can follow us on the Harvest LV, the Harvest LV. Um, and, you know, we have all of our announcements. We have you know, uh, different things that are happening there. We have registration because currently we're having services every Sunday at 6 p.m. And so, uh, Barry, I mean, you're welcome to, to visit us. We would love to have you. But every Sunday at 6 p.m., we have a bilingual service. And we are also live on YouTube. You can find us at the Harvest LV as well, the Harvest LV. And we're also on Facebook. You can follow us there. We don't have live services on Facebook. But our services are streamed through YouTube. 
Oh, okay. And we're, you know, we invite anybody who's who, who would love to come and visit us out in the in the desert. <laughs> um, but you know, we're just excited for what God is doing in Las Vegas, and we're excited. We know that there's a that there's a lot of uh, great things ahead. Yes, in Jesus' name, for sure. Uh, well, Sister Janae, it's been such a pleasure, um, you know, to to get to speak with you and and kind of learn a little bit about your journey and. Um, and uh, it's uplifting to hear, you know, where God has uh, God has brought you from, and 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 the works that, you know, He's done, uh, some of the works that He's done in your life, and some of the miracles, and and it's, it's just awesome. God's always working, and and, and we talk about testimonies uh, about things that He's done, but it, it's just awesome because He's still doing things in our lives. Um, but just know that all the way from out here, from one desert, one other side of the desert in Tucson to Las Vegas. You know, we're praying for you and, and your and your husband and your ministry. Uh, and, um, and and we're praying that, you know, God will continue to give you victories, you know, out there and, 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 and continue to bless you and continue to uh, anoint your ministries and, and to continue to, you know, just bless and, and blossom things that he's already established in your life and for you and your, and your congregation. In Jesus' name, sister. Amen. Thank you so much, brother. We really appreciate it. And thank you, you know, for this time and, and being able to to share these experiences and, and um, what the Lord has done. So thank you so much. And may God bless your ministry as well, you know, praying for oh. this podcast so that it may reach lives and that more people may hear of, of the goodness of God and, yes. and just what God is capable, well, what we have seen him do because he is yes. capable of so much more. Amen. So, so yeah, may God bless you greatly. And thank you so much for your prayers and, and, and support as well. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Well, uh, Sujini, I don't want to put you on the spot, but would you mind um, closing us out with a prayer? No, not at all. All right, <laughs> all right brother. Let's, let's pray. And take the Lord. Yes. Amen. God, come before you, Lord. Grateful, Lord Jesus, for, for your goodness and your mercy, God. We thank, thank you, Lord, for all that you are, God, all that you have shown us in our lives god and all that you have done in our lives we thank you for this time to be able to share as well lord because your word tells us to not stay silent your word tells us lord to to speak to others about your goodness god and that is that is what we want to do today lord we just pray that whoever may hear lord may be impacted may, may be inspired god uh yeah. to do great things for your honor and your glory lord and that they may know that they're that you are a god of hope lord when all else fails when all else seems dark, but that you are a God of hope and you are a God of faithfulness, Lord. We pray, God, that your peace and that your love and your hope and your faithfulness and your mercy and all your goodness, Lord, may just shine through this podcast, Lord, and all who hear may be impacted and may be encouraged to walk further and deeper with you in their relationship, God. We pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, and we ask that you bless this podcast, Lord, and that you may uh, multiply it, Lord, and, and may reach many more people and many more lives, God, so that your uh, word please continue to spread further than we've ever imagined we thank you god once again lord and we pray all this lord in jesus name amen. Jesus name. amen amen oh well as we conclude our podcast for today i would like to thank you all again for listening in and i pray that there has been a seed of faith planted in your heart and in your mind that the seed will grow and produce fruit in your life if you would like to hear previous podcasts or learn more about it, you can go to our podcast SoundCloud page at www.soundcloud.com forward slash I have podcast. And there you would find links to all our social media platforms. And also if you're interested in supporting this podcast uh, by giving, there will be uh, links available there to direct you to our Patreon page 
or you can become a sponsoring member where you can become a sponsoring member or to become a one-time giver you can go to our paypal page if you would like to reach out to this uh to us please email us at ihatpodcast at gmail.com until next time lord willing god bless